Love one another as Jesus loves you. Try to show kindness in all that you do. Be gentle and loving in deed and in thought, for these are the things that Jesus taught. I wanted to share an excerpt of the talk given by Elder Gary E. Stevenson um, titled Hearts Knit Together in the most recent general conference in April of this year. He talks about a science experiment they did with rabbits. In the 1970s, researchers set up an experiment to examine the effects of diet on heart health. Over several months, they fed a control group of rabbits a high-fat diet and monitored their blood pressure, heart rate, and cholesterol. Many of the rabbits showed a buildup of fatty deposits on the inside of their arteries, yet this was not all. Researchers had discovered something that made little sense. Although all of the rabbits had a buildup, one group surprisingly had as much as 60% less than the others and it appeared as though they were looking at two different groups of rabbits. And to scientists, results like this can cause lost sleep. How could this be? The rabbits were all the same breed from New Zealand, from a virtually identical gene pool, and they each received equal amounts of the same food. What could this mean, and did the results invalidate the study? Were there flaws in the experimental design? And the scientists struggled to understand this unexpected outcome. Eventually, they turned their attention to the research staff, and was it possible that the researchers had done something to influence the results? As they pursued this, they discovered that every rabbit with fewer fatty deposits had been under the care of one researcher, and she had fed the rabbits the same food as everyone else, but as one scientist reported, She was an unusually kind and caring individual. When she fed the rabbits, she talked to them, cuddled and petted them, and she couldn't help it. It's just how she was. She did more than simply give the rabbits food. She gave them love. At first glance, it seemed unlikely that this could be the reason for the dramatic difference, but the research team could see no other possibility. So they repeated the experiment and this time tightly controlling for every other variable. When they analyzed the results, the same thing happened, and the rabbits, under the care of the loving researcher, had significantly higher health outcomes. The scientists published the results of this study in the prestigious journal Science. Years later, the findings of this experiment still seem influential in the medical community, and in recent years, Dr. Kelly Harding published a book titled The Rabbit Effect that takes its name from the experiment. And her conclusion, take a rabbit with an unhealthy lifestyle, talk to it, hold it, give it affection. The relationship made a difference, ultimately. And she concludes, what affects our health in the most meaningful ways has as much to do with how we treat one another, how we live, and how we think about what it means to be human. In a secular world, bridges connecting science with gospel truths sometimes seem few and far between. Yet as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ, as Latter-day Saints, 
the results of this scientific study may seem more intuitive than astonishing. And for me, this lays another brick in the foundation of kindness as a fundamental healing gospel principle and one that can heal hearts emotionally, spiritually, and as demonstrated here, even physically. Aloha. My name is Stephanie Colvin. I am your host with LDS Real People Real Lives Podcast. And on this week, the topic is kindness. Welcome back to all my regular listeners. And if you're new, welcome. I wanted to talk about the Spiritual Crusade app. You can download that app at app.spiritualcrusade.com. And this is a gentleman that um, has pulled together a number of LDS folks who are doing their own missionary efforts in their own ways, whether it be a Come Follow Me program, a podcast, um, talks that are available, ideas for talks, FHE ideas. This is essentially what we, what his dream and what his vision was, was a one-stop shop for people within the faith who are looking to supplement their spiritual tool chest. Um, I like to also see it as a one-stop shop for people who are needing help. Um, myself as well as many others that uh, contribute to spiritualcrusade.com and the Spiritual Crusade app are leading efforts to reach out to the LDS members that are um, struggling and uh, that are having just faith shaking moments um We've got a lot going on in the world right now, especially with the most recent talk by Elder Holland. He has been crucified in the media and also by members of the church. And um, I really believe that in the last year and a half, we've seen an acceleration of opposition from the adversary is honestly bringing about the purposes of the latter days and the return of the Savior Jesus Christ. So we are wanting to offer, and I I look at the project and I'm very, very proud of everyone who contributes and is active, um, actively looking to help those who are struggling to stay in the faith because this is the time of the separation of the wheat and tares, and it's undeniable. Uh, You can look around yourself, you can see on social media amongst the members that there is a lot going on. And uh, I've never heard of any other time in the history of the church of so many leaving the church, which is when you really understand the eternal perspective Um, You take the time to study out your divine identity, that you are a child of God, and how we're all related, and we're family, 
it's heartbreaking. But I think with further light and knowledge, uh, maturity, you just come to understand the beautiful divine gift of agency and how this plan of salvation is an opportunity for us to follow that plan to make it back home because this truly is a time on earth to prove ourselves to return to live once again with our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ and uh, when we're sent to earth we're supposed to figure this out and hope that the people around us introduce the gospel to us that there are examples to us that we have these influences so that we can find our way here and um, the spiritual crusade app and spiritualcrusade.com is there is there for each of you this is a collection of love and people who truly understand the eternal perspective that we did not begin our life here on earth nor will it end here on earth and that we are part of the gathering you know when you really consider your lineage and where you came from it's so interesting because we know that there's a lot of Ephraimites on earth right now you know Ephraimites if you really study out the tribes of Israel were a big tribe and they were a strong tribe and I do believe that Heavenly Father and Christ reserved Ephraimites to come here because we are missionaries by nature so I hope that when you download the app and go to the website you feel the love of many people who are reaching out using the technology to reach out beyond their sphere of influence and to help those who need help. Um, hmm. Forgive me, I'm just having a, a spiritual moment here. I've had a heck of a week. It's been a heck of a two weeks and I know that every time I get on and I do my episode um, I'm very open and real and raw and genuine Um, when I look around myself I see other people having so many real issues and trials and hardships and things happening in their life too you know circumstances that are hard and uh We try to limit it. We try to be emotionally resilient. We try to make sure that we're making good decisions and that we're seeking guidance and help from the Spirit of God. But life is still hard. So um, I hope you don't take it as me murmuring or complaining. It's just the premise of the podcast is real people, real lives, and the LDS faith. And um, I have to share of myself and be super open in order to stay true to the premise of the podcast. Um, And then to utilize my experience and how I use the gospel of Christ to reconcile the very heart of my life. 
So one of the reasons I picked kindness is because we know in the latter days that um, profanity is going to prevail. I mean, it is the usual language of the day. And we know that hearts are going to be hardened. We know that... um, I know there was one talk that really struck me deeply about how they needed the women to remain tender and true to the nature of being female because we're starting to, some of us, and you know what, with honest self-reflection, realize that possibly myself act like men. And I don't think they were putting men down. I think he was just trying to really teach us the differences in genders and why we come together and we complement each other. And um, they don't need us to be hard. They don't need us to be defensive and easily offended and, you know, too emotional or overly emotional. We need to be emotionally resilient. When our emotions rule the day, it isn't absolute roller coaster. And so it's important that us women retain our femininity, our tenderness, our ability to be meek and lowly of heart, to be kind and forgiving, and to lead, to lead our family in faith, but to lead those around us in faith as well. And I'm not good at this. I've been a tomboy at heart my whole life, uh, being raised in a predominantly male family. And um, I have been driving since I was 12. I am Generation X. This is what we do. I do a lot of traveling. I'm on the road a lot. I drive in California on these crazy freeways. And uh, I'm not perfect. But I do try to remember the teachings of the gospel because the study of the gospel will do more for the change of your behavior than any other study that the world has to offer. So I'm going to share a very personal experience. And I don't know if anybody has seen this on my social media account. I did not delete the conversation because I felt like it might be something that um, my followers could learn from. I certainly went back and reread it several times and saw my errors, but I also saw how I was trying to be very genuine and kind. Um, and in the end, at the end of the day, we all just do the best that we can. But... Um, This Elder Holland talk that he gave just has, it's that pebble in that pond and all of those little waves that it's made within the LDS community. It's not just the LGBTQIA community, it's also within the LDS community. Um... I read the talk, I listened to portions of the talk, but this is why personal revelation is so important. When you sustain the leaders of this church, you know, people like to say 
Oh, you, you just blindly follow. I say no, I knowingly follow. And it's the difference of having the companionship of the Holy Ghost. This last week, I really had an opportunity to talk to my brother who was not raised in the church and um, has found faith. But in my conversations with him, I've really learned how Christian faiths are so different from the Church of Jesus Christ. We're so blessed to be taught from when we're young that we can truly pray and have a conversation with our Father, with our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And when we are believing and we pray, this happens through their Spirit, the Holy Ghost. They don't teach this in other faiths. They don't talk about personal revelation. And I talk about it openly and freely because this is what I know. This is not foreign to me. But it is to him and it is to others like him, even my own father-in-law. And I find it so interesting because they'll pray for direction in their life. Like what state to move, what job to take, you know, help me to find a companion, that sort of thing. But when we talk about personal revelation and knowing through the power of discernment between good and evil, right and wrong, there's always this like stupor of thought that comes over their face, like this look. And it always kind of throws me off because, once again, to me, talking to the Spirit, having the companionship of the Holy Ghost, um, feeling Him when He's present, All of this is natural and normal. I am not saying that I am perfect and I am an expert at understanding that still small voice by any means. But I thank God every day that I was taught this because it's what helped me get through what happened to me when I was younger with the abuse, with the sexual abuse. I think, what would I have done if I didn't have the power of prayer in my life at such a young age? My faith. This is what they taught me in primary. My faith. They taught me of a loving Savior, Jesus Christ, who was so kind. Who was so happy and smiling and loved me so very much. And they helped me to feel it uniquely and individually. Which is so important. We know that he loves all of us. And that's awesome to understand that. But we need to personalize that relationship with our Savior. That's so very important. And personalize our relationship with Heavenly Father. So after this um, talk that came out where Elder Holland was talking at BYU. And my impression is that he was really speaking to the faculty. There have been some professors on campus who were teaching some anti-doctrine in their classes, they were inserting their opinions and their thoughts that were not in line with the Lord. And you know, I have spent my life knowing and understanding the gospel of Jesus Christ. And because of things that transpired in my life, I turned to a lot of worldly vices, even at a very young age of nine years old, to deal with the abuse and the things that had happened in my life. And you know what? It was hard. But I knew the whole time that I had to align myself with Christ. 
Never once did I think that I could demand or ask Christ to change for me. I knew of his perfection, of his godly nature, and that it was my job to change and align my heart, my mind, and spirit with him. And I think that that's what needs to happen more within the membership. I think that sometimes we hear the teachings and the gospel and it just becomes, we, we take it for granted. It becomes old hat. The way that we talk is within the faith is foreign to the outside world. And we hear this a lot. We study. We have so many resources. We're so blessed. Um, so many talks, audios, videos, podcasts. We have so many resources to supplement our spiritual journey here on earth. And we are so blessed to have that in our lives. So we must make sure that we are brought back into remembrance and that we don't take it for granted. We can never know everything. And we must remain humble. Um, so there's a fellow LDS podcaster who uh, identifies as the... I don't know all the technical jargon, so please forgive me if I'm not saying things correctly. She's part of the LDS LGBTQIA community. I really grew to love her through messaging on Instagram. She, as a matter of fact, wrote a couple of um, poems for me to share on the podcast And I knew that she had a lot of faith and she was such a mountain of faith for me. And I really had, and I have so much respect for her in so many ways. The trial of same-sex attraction or anything that falls under the um, LGBTQIA umbrella is a lifelong trial. And... My heart goes out to these people that have these trials that um, are looking to reconcile their lives with the gospel. And now the world would say it's so hard on them because everything the gospel teaches, all the fundamental doctrine and principles, ordinances of the gospel, tells them that their life is wrong. And I don't see it that way. I see it as we all have trials, whether they're in that moment, they last a month, a year, some will last five, ten years, and some will be a lifetime. I have lifetime trials that I know are going to be for the rest of my life, and I accept it because I understand that God is teaching me very important lessons. We came here to be like him. We came here to be like Christ. And in order to be like them, we have to have these experiences. But we have to stay focused. So I think another thing too that we do often in the LDS community is we jump to conclusions. And we can look at somebody and think that we know their entire life. We know who they are because we've had these conversations and 
you know, we've spent this time with them and we've collaborated on this or we've taught classes together, but we need to understand we're never going to know what it's like to walk in their shoes. I'm never going to know what it's like to walk in this LDS podcaster's shoes. But I wanted to learn. I wanted to acquire the knowledge to understand so I could help my fellow brothers and sisters. That's all we want to do is help. I want to, as well as many of the others that I've partnered with, we all have a sincere desire to help and assist our brothers and sisters here to go back home. And kindness is key. Um, there's an LDS podcaster, but he's also known for writing books. And unfortunately, I'm probably going to but- butcher his last name, but I think it's Dennis Schleicher. And um, he's famous for becoming, and I think this is his term, but don't quote me on it. And I'm, I'm trying not to be offensive, but the token gay LDS member, and he embraces it. You know, he used to uh, go after the church before he was a member. Um, And if I remember correctly in his story, he would go and uh, protest at LDS temple building sites, and he was very much against the faith. And, um, but he had his conversion moment, and I'll tell you, when the Holy Ghost speaks to your heart, it's just undeniable, because it's truth. It's glory from God, which is light, knowledge, and truth. And now he is a soldier. We have so many examples of Dennis's in the scriptures, um, where they were out and they were killing saints even. And they were persecuting them. And then they had a spiritual awakening and became a soldier for God, a spiritual soldier. And I'm grateful for his leadership on the social media platforms and all that he does to help out the LGBTQIA community within the faith. So um, this LDS podcaster ended up unfollowing me on Instagram, which was fine. And I reached out to her and messaged her and I just told her that I noticed that she unfollowed me. I knew it had to be regarding posts that I was making in uh, strong support of Elder Holland. And um, I wanted to let her know that I learned so much for her and that she was a blessing to my life. But as Christ teaches, we give each other space If she does not want to be my friend any longer, doesn't want to have anything to do with me, I honor her agency. I was heartbroken because I held her in high esteem. I also knew that she was struggling with some things, especially about church history, and uh, was trying to do my own research and amongst my busy life, so that somehow, some way, the Spirit could lead me through the acquiring of that knowledge to help her. Unfortunately, the things that I was saying and my posts on Instagram was not helpful at all. And she felt like, um, as a matter of fact, she said to me that she had to 
uh, get away from the quote unquote musket fire. And she's using the musket analogy that Elder Holland used in his talk, which was actually taken from another talk from an apostle and um, very misunderstood, misconstrued. Um, That analogy was meant to talk about how we need to defend the faith. We stand true to the faith, but we do so kindly, but we stand firm. So I had woken up one morning and she had jumped on a post that I had left and I knew it was going to be controversial. Um, But I felt compelled through the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, to stand for truth and right. And Elder Holland, in my own personal revelation and, and knowledge and faith, is above reproach. What I know of Elder Holland and his talks and what I've studied out of him, see, this is why it's so important that we come to know our leaders and that we understand the structure, order of Christ's house here on earth, his kingdom. He is a very kind, loving, gentle man. And he has spent his life in devotion to Christ. Do you really understand what that's like to live a life devoted to Christ? You know, to me, that would mean many sacrifices because my life is completely focused on the Savior, but I'm consumed with my family. My family is my mission and glory. And the Spirit has led me to know that my great work is my family. And Elder Holland, his great work is an apostle of the Lord. He has been a big proponent for members who have same-sex attraction or struggle with any of that stuff, any type of sexual orientation. And uh, he has always said, we love you. We need you. Come. And you know why he says that? Because he knows when you are wanting to believe, when you are wanting to change, when you are wanting to open your heart to Christ, Christ changes us little by little, step by step, principle upon principle, light upon light. That's what he does. And for those lifelong challenges, he empowers us. That's what he does. Through his life and sacrifice and through the infinite atonement, he empowers us. So, I stand with Elder Holland. He is above reproach until the Spirit tells me otherwise. I have done the same, studying praying, searching, and coming to know and understand every other leader, apostles, and President Nelson, my stake presidency, and my bishopric. The Holy Ghost tells me to sustain these men who have given their life to the Lord in service because a heavenly king serves his children We are his great work and glory. So Christ does everything in the image of the Father. They are one in purpose. And we are so very blessed. The world will never be able to mimic what Father and Christ do. 
It is a cheap carbon copy imitation put out by the greatest con artist ever, Lucifer. And unfortunately, whether or not these people see it, they can succumb to his influence. The moment that their hearts start to push back, instead of righteously and believing and following the pattern of personal revelation, which is prayer, studying, journaling, meditation, pondering, patience, all of that equals personal revelation. And let me also add the desire to be believing. If you do that while you're searching for your own personal testimony of your leaders or whatever the subject may be, you will find success and the answers will come. But if there's something that happens that comes down from our leaders that shakes you like it did with me with this message that came from the first presidency about the vaccine okay I still don't want to take it and I haven't taken it yet but I find comfort in knowing that if we are forced to take it here in California which is looking like it's coming to that um, that I can trust the prophet and our first presidency I sustain our prophet, President Russell and Nelson, and I am grateful for our first presidency, for their sacrifices, for the love of the Lord, for his gospel, and for the love of each of us. They love us just as Christ loves us. And this leads me back to the conversation with this LDS podcaster. You could tell with the influence when you push back and you're not following the pattern of true light and knowledge that comes from the Spirit of God. Unfortunately, if you even open that door just a minute little centimeter, the adversary infiltrates and he pushes and pushes and pushes that door open. And that's, I I believe, what happened with this conversation and with others who are bound and determined to persecute the church. They can't let go. They cannot let go, and it's because now the spirit of the opposition, the adversary, has gotten his little tendrils in their spirit, and they are, he doesn't let go. And he just hammers and hammers and hammers and hammers. And that's what this LDS podcaster was doing. And this is my summary that has been spiritually led. But here again, this is my personal revelation. And I share in hopes that you can have your own personal revelation. That through sharing, somehow you can find your own answers and grow your own faith foundation and stay true to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um... Kindness is key in our interactions with people, even when we're defending the faith. However, 
I believe that they want to have this conversation. And uh, I've talked with about this with other LDS members, and um, this is kind of how they want it to go. I want you to say it's okay that we do what we do. And I'm saying I can't say that it's okay, but I want you to know that I love you and that I'm here to help. I'm here to be a friend. You know, whatever the relationship, I'm here. And I'm willing to be there for you. But the other person says, no, if you are not okay with me and who I am and my sexual orientation, then you must hate me. And I say, I don't hate you. I recognize that you have the agency to choose to live as you want to make the decisions for yourself. I'm fine with that. You know, I've got my own life to live and it's hectic and I get it. I honor that agency. And then the other person says, but I want you to say it's okay. I can't say it's okay. It's not, it's not what is taught and the doctrine will not change. And we find comfort in knowing that the truth is the truth and will always be the truth no matter what. But I love you. And if you need help, let me know. Because you know what? Most of these people have helped me in some way, fashion, or form. And I appreciate the help. Um, there's some sort of misunderstanding. And you know, this is where Lucifer is very crafty. If you don't say okay to their life lifestyle and what they're doing then their thought is oh you must hate me do you see how sneaky and manipulative it is I mean the adversary is cunning and boy is he a liar of epic proportions no we don't mean to agree on everything and I can still love you because the amazing thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that the Spirit can fill you with the love for others that Christ and Father have for them, especially when you're out doing the work of the Lord, whether you're teaching, at seminary, primary, you're giving a talk, you're bearing your testimony, you're ministering, you know, um, whatever the case may be, whatever role you're fulfilling for the Savior, He can help you feel love for all. And this is the magnificence that they offer to us. So, unfortunately, that conversation didn't go very well with her. And at one point, I did become very firm. But I challenged her. I wanted her to ask herself, how come you can't let this go? How come you keep hammering at this? How come you're not being respectful to who I thought I was your friend? How come you're over here being rude? How come you can't accept my choices when I'm accepting yours? And see, this is what Lucifer does. You don't agree with me, and you're saying what I'm doing is wrong, so you don't love me. And I stand today and say that's categorically false, and it will always be false. And yet that attitude and that mindset is permeating like a virus in the world. And there's so many ways that we're dividing ourselves. Vaccinated versus unvaccinated. 
white versus black versus brown versus, you know, all these different races and ethnicities. And then we divide ourselves by sexual orientation. We divide ourselves by who makes what money. We divide ourselves by what neighborhood and the colleges and schools we go to. And it's all ridiculous. And this is why Christ gave us the greatest commandment of all is to love one another. Because he knows our nature. He knows the fallen man nature. And we must be kind. Does kindness mean that we roll over? That we just are a punching bag for people who, you know, see you as representing the whole entire LDS faith and want to come after you? Because this happens to me often. You know, doing this podcast, I really had to put myself out there. And I'm a very, very private person. And um, I have people constantly coming after me. And uh, I allow the Spirit to guide me, to teach me how to defend the faith and which ones that I should talk to and which ones I should ignore. Um, And kindness is key. Every conversation I have with somebody who is coming at me for whatever reason, whether it be my faith, or they simply don't like what I'm saying, or they don't like what I'm posting, I always say a quick prayer, Father, please bless me with the love that Christ has for this person in my heart, that I can do thy work and I can reach out to them, and if there's any softness in them, any humility, any part of them can submit to the spirit just please help me to be able to reach that part in the name of Jesus Christ amen and then I just do the best I can and kindness is always going to be key kindness is the essence of greatness kindness is the biggest demonstration of love that we can ever give even if we're not in the wrong living in Southern California You know, there might have been an exodus from California to all these other states. There's still a lot of people that live here. And when I go out in the world and I leave the comfort of my home, people are rude. And people have no qualms putting you in your place so they think and believe. And saying rude and crude things, they assume that they know what's going on. And I've been guilty of this too. And then they treat you accordingly. And this week I've had my grandson, he's eight months old. I can't tell you how many times I had been dealing with him in the car and having to try to feed him in the back seat while I'm driving because he's crying or, you know, trying to get him out of the car seat and it's taking me longer. I had an experience at Costco with a man who got very upset because I was taking too long to back out. You know, we need to lead in kindness and those of us who are in the faith, the Lord has asked us to be that light in the world because the world is dark. And for us to separate ourselves from the world and to lead, to lead by example. So I can't emphasize enough on how much kindness needs to lead our thoughts the best we can. We're never going to be perfect We're never going to be able to execute any doctrine or teaching of Jesus Christ with utter perfection. Just please remember, do the best you can. And if you deal with anxiety like my husband does, my parents do, my father-in-law, 
and you're not sure if you've done the best you can, just know that if you're doing and you're thinking about it and it's in your mind and it's in your heart, that's good enough. And don't stress on it. Please don't ever use the gospel of Jesus Christ to put so much pressure and stress on yourself trying to live the gospel that you just stress yourself right out of living the gospel. That is the last thing that Father and Christ would ever want. They want you to understand that you're a child of God. They want you to know how much they love you. And they want you to understand as heavenly kings how much they love and serve you. Because in the gospel of Jesus Christ as found in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, heavenly kings serve their children. And they are working hard and working diligently with the utmost care and precision, perfection, to bring you home, to bring me home, because they want us to return home. When you pass on from this life and you see Father, all of the memories are going to come back to you. You're going to recognize Him. You're going to be filled with love and you're going to feel his love for you. And you're going to run to him and you're going to hold him and he's just going to embrace you. And he's going to tell you how much I love you. Because he knows how hard it is here. He really does. He understands. So let us lead in kindness in everything that we do. This episode is overly long and I apologize about that, but I want you to know that the Spirit of God is real and He is available to all of us. Um, When we are baptized, we are given this gift and it's only as good as you take it off the shelf and use it. Um, I am grateful for this podcast and the Instagram account and for all of you listeners because this mission effort has really kept me rooted and it's grown my knowledge exponentially at an extraordinary rate. And I'm grateful for that because I truly take it seriously that what we acquire here, we take it with us when we pass on and it's important that we acquire as much as possible. So thank you for being so supportive for making this missionary effort successful for reaching out beyond yourself and being part of my my story as I walk that straight and narrow path all of you keep me on that path and I'm so grateful so thank you and I'm sorry about the emotions I try so hard not to do this, but I want you to know that I feel the Spirit very strong, and each of you can feel the Spirit just as strongly and have just as much of a close relationship with the Spirit of God, and have that power of discernment to teach you the most precious treasures and truths that the gospel of Jesus Christ has to offer on earth. 
And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, there's been background noise. I am in um, Central California at my parents' house, so forgive me. It's a three-day weekend. I came in to see my family. Um, but thank you, and please do not hesitate to reach out to me if you're struggling. Um, if you're looking for help, if you have questions about the doctrine or the gospel, or just about life in general, I'm here. I'm here for you. You can DM me on Instagram at LDSRPRLpodcast or email me at LDSRealPeopleRealLives at gmail.com. And just please know that as I do this effort, this missionary effort, and I work for Christ, I truly feel the love that He's placed within my heart for you. And I'm pulling for you every single day. And I want to go home and return with my brothers and sisters with glory and celebration, happiness and joy. Until next week, much love. Please stay safe and healthy and most importantly, remain faithful. And remember to be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Much love and God bless.